3, 2, 1, roll the footage! Come back, everybody. What if you could hang out with sprinters and ask them about their problems, their workflow, and their solutions? That's exactly what we do here every day at the Strategy Sprints podcast. And today, we explore what it feels like when a Hollywood documentary is about you, how you can create your one-sentence business plan, and the unconventional hiring technique that you always wanted to have. Welcome, everybody. Tom and Theo. Hey, what's going on, Simon? So cool to have you here. And so what does it feel like when a Hollywood documentary is about you? Wow. Well, when they when they came to me, I'm I'm thinking to myself, uh, I thought you're supposed to be dead before they do a documentary about you. But am I dead? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, no, it was quite an honor uh, to uh, be approached. This documentary filmmakers done 38 uh, documentaries on Olympic athletes and all kinds of great people, and I'm uh, really uh, humbled to be in that uh, in that crowd. So tell us more. How did they? pick you when did you when did you hear about it well it was a couple years ago uh i was well i was doing a um uh, a memorial speech for one of my mentors uh in california i'm from virginia beach and the other end of the world and um apparently this lady was in the crowd and i uh, heard me do my speech and uh she came up to me afterwards. I met her for maybe two minutes and that was about it. But then she started following me, my career and what I had done. And my dad came from uh, Syria on a cattle boat in the early 1900s, became an entrepreneur. He put the first electric light bulb in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. At, uh, and he had his own electrical contracting firm at 13 years old and was head of household. And so uh, he became an entrepreneur. He made me into an entrepreneur and I've you know, turned thousands of people into entrepreneurs. And so she was following me the whole time, unbeknownst to me, and I had no idea. And she approached me about it. And I said, you like I said, I thought, am I dead or what? <laughs> she said, no, you're not dead uh, yet. And, uh, and that was it. And she asked me to just send her a bunch of information and pictures of my dad and things. And I, I participated in that fashion. But uh, it was, uh, like I said, quite an honor, but she had seen me from one speech uh, in uh, California. That's how it started. Wow. And when it will be out there? It's supposed to be out this summer. I'm kind of out of the loop on that. They're trying to make deals with Netflix and uh, uh, Amazon Prime and all the kinds of outlet places. And I don't know if they're going to do any film festivals or not, but, uh, you know, whatever they tell me to do, you know, when Hollywood tells you something, you got to do it. <laughs> and the other thing I got going in Hollywood is I have an anti-scam show in development, totally separate from that. And uh, and the major production company that's involved in it uh, uh, said, Tom, we love the show. They had me running all over Hollywood, shooting videos and making this demo demonstration real and everything. They said, man, we really love this show. But don't quit your day job, because <laughs> you know, they don't. You know, only thirty uh, percent of them ever make it anywhere. You know, so they're trying to sell the thing now. So, so uh, that's my uh, that's my foray into Hollywood. 
I don't know if I'd want to live in California nowadays. <laughs> to tell you the truth. From Hollywood to the business of all the listeners right now, you have some juicy stuff. How we can create a one-sentence business plan. Yeah, I, I kind of developed, you know, I came from a small town, Simon, and we all had common sense and no big highfalutin spend a million dollars on a mission statement. That, I mean, that's worth more than my whole hometown is a million dollars. So I developed this thing that I have been living. I've been informally in business for 44 years. I know you can't believe it with my baby face here, you know, but, <laughs> but, but 44 years. And then really since I was 10 years old, I was, uh, you know, doing my own business and stuff. So I came up with this um, one-sentence business plan. I actually wrote a book about it. I wrote a 60-page ebook, How to Do a One-Sentence Business Plan. <laughs> so so, so the, it boils down to this. I create quality products that people actually want at a reasonable price, and I service them after the sale. If every company on earth would just do that, I'll repeat that. I create quality products that people actually want at a reasonable price and I service them after the sale. <laughs> That's it. That's all you have to do to be successful in business. And uh, everybody complicates it with these, all this craziness. And no, if you just do that, you're going to be successful to whatever level you want. Here it is. I have a plan now. And I'm super curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. When everybody's zigging, this person is zagging. Who do you pick? Well, uh, I like to pick people that I have learned stuff from. Now, uh, the one guy's deceased. My original mentor was Corey Rudel. He was like the 30-year-old grandfather of professional speaking. He died in a tragic racing accident. But he was my first mentor. As soon as I got training from him, I took off. But if it's a more current person, I would have to, uh, I'll, I'll pick a, a person, Ryan Levesque, uh, who wrote the book Ask. And uh, up to that point, even me, when I was surveying people, and for those that don't know, the book Ask is about surveying people to get the ideas on what you should do. That's the boils it down, the whole book. And uh, Up to that point, I was giving incentives for people to fill out the survey forms. He said, absolutely not. And, and most people were. That's the way it was to get more response. He said, forget that. That's absolutely wrong. All you're going to do is get people, a lot of people that just want the incentive and just blasting through the survey, which I have done myself, actually, uh, He said, you want the people that are su such zealots about the topic that they'll respond to it just because it, they're really into that topic. He said, you'll get way better uh, results from that. So uh, the book Ask by Ryan Levesque, I mean, the first part, he's kind of like bragging about his whole success. But the second part is gold in that he uh, zigzagged to that, that non-incentive survey technique, which is really, really great. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing. And what are three books that you love most? Well, uh, I've, I've heard some of your other guests. Uh, another guy, I think his name is Brian Kurtz, which is a copywriting guy. So I, I have dubbed copywriting as the number one business skill in my entire career since I was 10 years old. Made 
umpteen millions of dollars just with copy a 30 to 40 million that i can identify that's just me that's not my students that i've taught this to so uh, one of the uh, classic books is called influence the psychology of persuasion by robert cialdini c-i-a-l-d-i-n-i i don't know anybody at my level that hasn't read that five to seven times so that's uh, one another one that's copywriting related is triggers by joe sugarman it is such a classic that it's selling uh, for $900 used on Amazon. <laughs> All right. Now, that's the hardcover original one. It's such a unique and, um, book. But you can get the soft cover for 20 bucks. <laughs> so, so they have a, a remake of it. But uh, it's the uh, 21 psychological triggers that get people to buy stuff by Joe Sugarman, who has sold billions of dollars of stuff uh, in direct marketing. And then the other one, um, uh, let's see. Oh, it's called Exactly What to Say. Let me, I, I wrote this down so I made sure I get the subtitle, right? Because the book isn't, it's in the other room. Exactly What to Say, The Magic Words for Influence and Impact by Phil Jones. It's a very short book, no fluff at all. But it says, if they say this in a sales conversation, you say this. <laughs> Very, that's right to the point. It's beautiful. So I, I don't like fluff. I like to get to the point on stuff. So uh, that's uh, those are the three books, Influence, Triggers, and Exactly What to Say. Did you try the things that from... Exactly I have been incorporating some of them in, into... Uh, I don't do a lot of sales stuff anymore because i've been around a long time and people kind of come to me nowadays but but uh, uh i have been thinking about it because an old coal miner told me one time simon the schoolhouse door is always open so i'm a continuous learner so yes i'm putting all that stuff away and i'm sure when the time comes somebody will say something and because i took the time to learn what this guy said I'll have in a response, a better response maybe than I would have. So, so uh, you have to test a lot of this stuff. I know your your guest on copywriting was into testing to the 90th degree, and uh, that's beautiful. You can really get rich that way. Yes, Brian Kurtz, everybody. Mm -hmm. So if if listeners right now are, uh, want want to dig deeper into what um, Tom has just pointed to, the episode with Brian Kurtz, he goes really deep into how to test copy. And, um, and he's one of the gurus in direct marketing. Now, yes. now, one thing I don't want people to get scared off, though, because when they listen to that guy who's been there and done that, that guy has been there, all right, uh, is that uh, when you're into digital marketing now, which I suggest every business on earth, no matter if you're an ice cream shop or whatever, you make a digital uh, part of your business. For instance, an ice cream shop would think, okay, I have customers within five miles of my store, maybe 10 if they're lucky. That's the way they think. That's not the way I think. I think you could make an ebook on how to make an ice cream cake and be selling it anywhere that they speak English. And then you could have it translated into Spanish and Swahili and everything else and, be, uh, and make way more money than you could do in your ice cream shop locally with no overhead and 97% profit. So I'm, I highly suggest people uh, do that. So the reason I brought that up is because I don't want them to get scared off on all the deep stuff Mr. Kurtz was talking about 
and he was just touching the surface on it. He didn't even go all the way deep because the people with the, the computer would have blown up. Um, but with 97% profit margins, you do not have to do things perfectly to be successful and get things going. So don't hold back thinking that I have to be an expert at testing. Do the darn business plan I just told you. <laughs> And, and you'll start making money, and then you can improve as you go. I made every mistake on earth in the past 44 years, and 27 of them since the commercial internet started. I've been selling since 1994, since the commercial internet started, made thousands of mistakes. But when you keep your costs low and you have 97% profit margin, you can mess up terribly and still survive and get out of, you know, my podcast is called Screw the Commute because I never had a job. Uh, actually, actually, I, I, I got to tell you about that. I actually applied for a job once, uh, Simon. It said they had a 401k. And I thought, oh, man, that's a good starting salary, 401 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that job. <laughs> so, uh, so add a digital uh, part to your business, and it'll keep your business going. When you're phys see the phys any physical business is going to have fifty percent or less gross profit. And if it's physical stuff, you got cost of goods sold, you got shipping, you got breakage, you got loss. All that stuff is out the window when you're selling online courses and eBooks and uh, all the digital stuff that you can sell. I love this approach. And so you are an unemployable man now, as I am, and as many are right now listening. Pretty much. And, and I love it that you say, hey, even if you sell ice cream or you do something completely different, think of how you can use this opportunity right now to add by, by using your current skill set, knowledge, wisdom, learning that you do every day, because the school is open. So you're learning every day something. You can reuse it. You can put additional income streams on it that maybe will work while you sleep and then you can enjoy your core business more because you have less less risk. It's more, it's, I call it an insurance policy for your business because, I mean, I was in a hunting accident about two years ago and it would have been such a great story, Simon, had I gotten shot. But no, <laughs> I just fell on a log and I and perforated my intestines. I was bleeding out, basically. Uh, I, actually, the worst part of it, they're dragging me out of the woods in 13 inches of snow. I'm screaming like a baby. And I, the worst part of it, I swear I could hear a bunch of deer laughing at me as they drug me out of the woods. <laughs> but but, uh, but I, uh, I was in intensive care for a week. I was I couldn't lift five pounds for six months after that a big hole in my stomach where they operated. Money kept coming in because of all these online things that didn't require shipping, didn't require. I mean, I have a staff of people, but but it's so easy to have digital money coming in. And then there's another thing uh, that they should really add if it's appropriate is what we call uh, uh, affiliate programs or. Where I've made the most money is on re residual affiliate programs. And so for those that don't know, an affiliate program is where I can hear a little bit of feedback there. Can you hear it? Yeah, let me check. But continue with the affiliate yeah. program. Yeah. yeah, so a basic affiliate program is where you recommend someone else's product. And if somebody buys it through your affiliate link, you get a commission. So 
that's a basic affiliate. Yeah, I'm really hearing the feedback really loud. Is it going, my speaker's probably going through your mic. Yeah. Yeah, if you could just mute while I'm talking, that'll knock it out a little bit, but yeah, it doesn't make for the greatest conversation. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm long-winded, so <laughs> we'll get by. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so for instance, I wrote an ebook at a four-hour layover at McCarran Airport in Las Vegas. And as of this morning, that ebook has brought in $3.64 million and anywhere from five to $15,000 a month on and on and on. And you say, well, that sounds like BS, Tom. But I, I tell people I couldn't stop the money coming into my checking account if I tried. And that sounds like BS, but a residual affiliate program means you promote something once and as long as people keep using it, you keep getting paid. So in this case, I teach people how to do something, but they can't do it unless they purchase or lease the tool to do it. And as long as they keep that tool, it's an online service, I keep getting paid. And just that one is, like I said, anywhere from five to 15 grand a month. And uh, so far, it's been $3.64 million. So those are the kinds of insurance policies that uh, you can have. So if you do get hurt or sick or life gets in the way or you just want to take a break, money's still coming in. And I know my mother was going south on me. Uh, I was taking care of her from a distance. And when it finally got near the end, I had to take three months off and go just go and take care of her. Well, I had tons. Of, I had more money coming in than when I was here working. I must be holding myself back, actually, you know, because of online things, bringing money in constantly while you're doing something else. And that's what uh, digital and uh, affiliate programs can do for you. Affiliate programs are strong. I, I, I also have discovered affiliate programs recently, and it's, it's one of our main growth engines right now. What examples can we share with people who go, help me, help me have an idea. What could I start? How can I enter the field of affiliate marketing from scratch? Well, uh, one uh, good place has been around almost, almost as long as me uh, is ClickBank. ClickBank is uh, a, a management firm for thousands and thousands of affiliate products. And it's pretty secure in the fact that they collect the money and you get your share. You're not dealing with individuals. Individuals are fine as long as they're trustworthy that you make sure you get paid. But ClickBank is one for all kinds of digital products. Then another one, the new kid on the block is JVZoo, which is almost exclusively marketing products. But um, they introduced this thing that us affiliates love is that if you qualify and you're reputable, you get paid instantly every sale rather than waiting 30 days till some refund period's up. So they introduced that and people love that. And I, I love that. I hate waiting. But, uh, but both of them are very, very powerful. And then you can just type in for the residual stuff, residual. I think the website is actually called residualaffiliateprograms.com. And it outlines all the ones where you promote it once and get paid over and over and over. So once you're in the program, then you still got to send traffic to it. So there's ways to send traffic with YouTube, all the social media stuff. Um, Kindle eBooks are great, but you got to be careful with them because I do a lot of eBook masterminds. 
where they won't accept your book if it's got a weird look and affiliate link in it. So the best practice there is, and it's actually the best practice all the time when you're doing affiliate stuff is you send them to a, a page on your website that looks normal, like screwthecommute.com slash, you know, Simon or something like that. And that'll get accepted everywhere. And it looks normal, doesn't look weird. But then on the page, Simon is where I embed the affiliate link. And if Simon turns out to be a schmuck, which you never would, uh, but if you if you got yeah. shot, let's say <laughs> you're dead, all right, and now there's it's dead. The, the the affiliate link's no good anymore. Well, I can go to that page on my site and keep my book updated because when they hit that page, I can say, "Hey, Simon, unfortunately, got shot in a." Uh, or he got in a submarine wreck. I don't know what happened to him. He's gone. <laughs> and uh, now I found this new uh, Garfunkel guy that's going <laughs> to do it. And and uh, that way your book never goes obsolete uh, if something goes wrong with that affiliate relationship. See? So that's the best practice is send people to a page on your site. And that's where the affiliate link is. That's powerful. So people, you can go to ClickBank, you can go to JVZoo, beautiful. And um, you have one more CEO tip for us. That is your unconventional hiring technique. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to have the stomach for this one because this is <laughs> this is kind of an in-your-face technique. Uh, works beautifully, but you got to have the guts to do it. And it'll only work on Craigslist, <laughs> okay? So here's how it works. First of all, uh, I I don't want a 55-year-old MBA who's out of work and can barely operate their computer applying for a job with me. I want more young, tech-savvy people, right? So I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to age discriminate, but I don't want them, okay, even though they're younger than me, all right? I'm, a, I'm so far over the hill, I can't remember going up the hill, all right? But, but I don't want them. I want the younger people. So the, the title to my ad is paid internship because no old fart MBA is going to apply for an internship. They're too good for that, right? And so it wipes out all the people that I, are, I don't want to talk to. Not that I don't appreciate their plight because they got laid off after 20 years and all that stuff, but... I can't spend my whole day talking to them about something they're not going to get hired for. So paid internship only brings in younger people that are just by definition tech savvy. So that's a good start. Then the next thing I do in the ad is I blow them up on, hey, you're going to work for an internationally known guy, a multimillionaire, internet marketer. You're going to learn all this great stuff. So, you know, builds them up. Wow, this is great. <laughs> all right. And then I <laughs> hit them. Then I say, but if you're a worthless slug that doesn't take pride in your work, if I don't throw you out of here in five minutes, the other good people that work here will. <laughs> and so, and so it scares the heck out of all the worthless slugs out there that are just, you know, entitled and don't, won't work. And so everybody that's come through that ad has been in with me multiple years, some as many as 15 years. <laughs> so, and I don't, I'm not high, I'm, I don't have to interview hundreds of people because I scare off the bad ones and I get rid of the ones I don't want. 
So that's my unconventional hiring technique that you have to have the guts to actually do. <laughs> this is the most unconventional hiring technique we've ever heard. It's it works. No, you can't. I mean, when you look at the people that work here, they've been here for years and years. They're saying, and basically they're saying, hey, I'll show this guy. I, I'm a good worker. I'm, you know, and that's the kind of attitude I want. And even if they're not perfect on the tech stuff, I can teach them or get them trained on that. But if I if they come in entitled and uh, don't care about their work. I had one before I started doing this. I had one girl that was maybe the dumbest girl I ever saw in my whole life. And she was here for a couple hours, my fault for hiring her. She wasn't here four hours, so she wanted to know where her bonus was. <laughs> You're the dumbest. I didn't say this to her, but she was dumb as it came, dumb as a stump. And uh, and she went out for lunch and then left and then never came back. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, you got to really be careful because one person can just drain your organization and make everybody else mad that are good people. So you got to be extremely careful with hiring. And this is the, the method I found to attract really good people. Where can people hang out with Tom Antion? Well, I sit in this chair in my living room pretty much 24-7 with two dogs sitting there with me. But but, but uh, probably the best thing is check out ScrewTheCommute.com. This is my uh, podcast based on the fact I never had a job. And uh, we do three episodes a week. Uh, on Mondays, I do in-depth training sessions on things that have made me a fortune or saved me a fortune. You know, Wednesdays and Fridays, I do interviews with other great entrepreneurs. I invited you on. We'll have you on there pretty soon. And uh, and then that leads to everything else I got. But I have the longest running mentor program ever in the field of internet and digital marketing. I have the only licensed internet marketing school, which, by the way, I, I know one of the things you always are interested in is what people are creating or doing now. Yeah. And uh, right now... Um, I'm doing a program. My school is, it's the only licensed, dedicated internet digital marketing school in the country, probably the world, highly regulated by the state of Virginia, but it's a distance learning school. And it's, I've always thought that it's perfect for people with mobility problems because they don't, they can legitimately learn from home, but they can, now they can, everybody knows you can work from home. I've been preaching that for 23 years, but now since the pandemic, Oh, you can work from home. I didn't Everybody know that. Has really problems now, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm doing a. Uh, I just recruited four people with uh, physical disabilities, uh, and we're doing a big GoFundMe account to finance their education. And uh, I'm going to be hiring disabled people to be liaisons and help uh, run the program. So that's the thing I'm creating. I save dogs, and I save, uh, you know. I, when you when you're at this position there's other bigger things in the world you want to accomplish than just making more money so so uh, i i've always uh, taken care of animals i know i i saved 288 starving kids for a year one time just by auctioning myself off and uh, so those are the kinds of things i'm into but i helped those kids with a band-aid for a year they got fed and that was great and i'm really proud of that but i want to change people's lives forever and that's what this program is about because the the uh, these people are four times as likely to commit suicide they're four almost four times as likely to be depressed have depression they're socially isolated 
So I'm going to do something about it. And then that's what I'm doing. And I know a lot of people will help me. I've got hundreds of people already lined up to contribute to the program. And, and the more money I bring in, the more people I can put through the program. So, so that's what I'm creating now. And it's bigger than just me. How can we support? Well, we're working on the GoFundMe campaign. It hasn't uh, gone live yet, but uh, in about a, I don't know when this is going to go live. Maybe uh, whenever this is live, it'll already be going, but it'll be announced everywhere. Screwthecommute.com and on my school site, which is imtcva.org, Internet Marketing Training Center of Virginia.org. And uh, so, yeah, love, uh, we, we try to get people, even if it's five bucks, just to show support for these people and get them excited and motivated to have a really good career. So that's what I'm working on. Beautiful. Who should be my next guest? I was thinking about a guy named Kerry Jack. He's got the Happy Hustle podcast, and he, um, he turned down a million dollars from Microsoft Uh, that wanted to put into his company just because he said it just wasn't right. And so very few people turned down a million bucks <laughs> from Microsoft. And uh, so a very uh, upbeat guy, uh, really positive and uh, doing extremely well in his business. And uh, yeah, so uh, Carrie Jack is his name from the Happy Hustle podcast. Beautiful. Is there anything I forgot to ask you? Well, I just definitely wanted to... Uh, Uh, to re-emphasize the digital aspect, uh, you know, and not that this is new. I, I sold my first ebook 21 years ago. All right. So it's not new, but people haven't really, you know, really ingrained it everywhere uh, that could. Uh, like I said, these brick and mortar businesses or businesses that are doing services or whatever, they're working time for money, basically, where I'm, I'm all about work. get paid, 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 paid forever. <laughs> okay, so that's what creating intellectual property is. And you can, just with a simple ebook, like I said, it's $3.6 million. Now that's an exceptional one. All of them make many thousands of dollars. And I have a major published book with John Wiley. By the time they got it out, it was 18, it was an internet book, all right? They gave me a big advance. I did, I gave them the manuscript. took me four months to give them the manuscript. It was 18 more months before that it hit the shelves. That's 22 months on an internet book. Some of the stuff was obsolete by the time they even got it out. you know so these ebooks you can uh, I, I wrote one last month that brought in uh, I think 3,000 bucks. I wrote it on Friday and it brought in 3,000 bucks by Sunday night. <laughs> you know so this is uh, this is really. What people should be concentrating on wow this is powerful thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom all your journey with us and we know how we can support and contribute thank you so much also for that and please tom and tion come back soon i will and good this uh looking forward to see you on my podcast oh yeah avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.